before we got started today, I just wanted to send out my condolences um, as Willie Davis, the Hall of Famer and former Green Bay Packer, passed away at 85 today. My condolences go out to his wife, Carol, his family, and all of his friends. Crossy Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to an episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom Grassi, and today, oh God, today's gonna be a long one, kids, so strap on in because this is gonna be a bumpy ride. Yep, I told you that we were gonna start shifting away from looking at individuals as now as we get closer and closer to the draft, which, oh, we are only eight days away. Uh, I wanted to start looking in not just in the first round. I wanted to start looking at day two. And so today what we are going to be taking a look at is we're going to be taking a look at 10 wide receiver targets for day two for the Green Bay Packers. So that's rounds two and three. Now I'll just say right off the gate, one of them is going to be Jalen Rager. We already did an entire video on him. I'll recap that momentarily here. If you want a more in-depth analysis, you can go and take a look at the video I already put out on him. But I'm going to give you nine other uh, takes. I, lo- I watched a lot of tape, a lot of tape for this video. So before we get to that, I want to do a big shout out to a brand new Patreon, and that is Peter Navarro III. Thank you very much for joining me over at patreon.com slash Tom Grassi Comedy, and I appreciate the support mightily. So let's do it. Now, some of these guys might get picked before 62 or 94, but I'm going to give you my breakdown on, and, on each of these guys. And I got to say, like, the more I looked into him, one, good God, this, I've said it a bunch of times, but the tape really shows that this wide receiver class is, uh, it's deep. Uh, and there's some, there's some gems in here and some guys that I would absolutely love to find on the Green Bay Packers. And it actually made me even more confident that I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers don't select wide receiver in the first round because they'll have a plethora of of talent to choose from uh, and on day two. So let's jump into it. So the first guy is someone that I mentioned yesterday in my seven-round mock draft, and that is Chase Claypool, the wide receiver from Notre Dame. He's a big boy, 6'4", 238 pounds, but ran a 4'4", 240-yard dash. Uh, I will say that <laughs> while his 40-yard dash was impressive, he does not play that way on tape. It, he does seem slow. Um, I mean, again, he is a big guy, but he seems a little bit slow, and because of that, he doesn't get a ton of separation from defenders. But I will say, the guy has great size. He definitely is what Goody is looking for, and the size factor. The guy is, during his freshman year, was great on special teams. He was a great special teams cover guy. He improved just about every single year that he was with Notre Dame. In 2019, played 13 games, and during that, had 66 receptions, a little over 1,000 yards, and 13 touchdowns. He could play outside. He could play on the slot. Eight out of those 13 games, he had five or more receptions. And, and I got to say that there were some great run blocks as well in which he was able to establish the run. His game against Virginia really wasn't great in this department, but uh, he was a guy who just wasn't afraid to go up and, and get the ball, wasn't afraid of uh, challenging the defenders. So I definitely wouldn't mind Claypool at 62. For me, I actually think there are people that are better than Claypool that exist on day two still, but 
I, I really wouldn't mind it considering he seems to be a very reliable target and he can burn teams either way. And I think he would be a great addition to the Packers wide receiving core. Then our second wide receiver of the day, we got Brandon Ayuk, the wide receiver from Arizona State. Standing at six foot, 205 pounds, ran a four, five, 40 yard dash, so a tick slower than Chase Claypool. A guy who was a solid punt and kick returner in 2016 to 2017, he was playing for Sierra Community College. He had, during that time, he had 89 receptions for a little over 1,500 yards and 19 touchdowns. He then transferred in 2018 to Arizona State, and his numbers continued to look pretty darn good. In 2018, played 13 games, only 33 receptions and 474 yards with three TDs, but he bounced back and had a great second year over at Arizona State with 12 games, 65 receptions, a little over 1,100, almost 1,200 yards, uh, and eight touchdowns. Now, the concern that I have for him is that he just got core muscle surgery, so that's a whole bunch of red flags that are just shining a beacon at me, but... The guy had five games over 100 yards in 2019. He had great second-level speed that I really liked, and he could turn those small plays into much, much longer plays and or TDs. So I think that he's definitely a guy to keep an eye on. I wouldn't be surprised if he is gone by the time we're picking at 62 um, because he does have that. He does have some damn good speed, and I think that the risk, the injury risk, is uh, he's got a pretty high ceiling, and I think it'd be worth it. For me, it's a little bit risky, but uh, Brandon Ayuk is, is is definitely a guy who has caught my eye, and I think he could absolutely be uh, not only a guy who could help us on special teams and potentially replace Swervin Irvin, but I think also could be a great addition for Aaron Rodgers. Then number three, we got K.J. Hamler, the wide receiver from Penn State at 5'9", 178 pounds. So obviously a bit of a smaller guy. He would be like a Jalen Rager in that he's usually not what we go for, but then again, we did draft Randall Cobb. Uh, 2018, played 13 games, 42 receptions, 754 yards, and five touchdowns. And then 2019, 13 games, 56 receptions, 904 yards, and eight touchdowns. In 2019, he had four games over 100 yards. Now, these are my concerns. He had an ACL tear, uh, also tweaked his hamstring during training running the 40. So, some minor injury concerns there, but the guy has great speed. Uh, he didn't participate in his pro day because he, he obviously hurt himself before the combine. And then when he was going to participate in the pro day, coronavirus happened. So he guy is apparently running like a sub four, four guy is blazingly fast and he's a slot slash deep threat who I think absolutely could be a burner. I see a lot of people who are comparing him to Deshaun Jackson. I think that is right on the nose. I think he is a little bit restricted in what he can be and that he is just primarily going to be a slot receiver. But, I mean, we have needed some serious speed and we've needed a pretty decent slot receiver for a bit now. So I think he could definitely fulfill a need. However, again, I think because there's not a ton of versatility with him, I would pass on him. But again, if he's there like, you know, day three? Maybe he's probably not going to fall that far, or maybe at the, even at the end of round three. I wouldn't hate it. Then our fourth guy on the list, we got Gabriel Davis, the wide receiver from UCF. 6'2", 216 pounds. Uh, right off the bat, this guy for me, no earlier than the third round for me. I, I, I would actually prefer to take him you know, on, on day three. Ran a 4'5", 40-yard dash. In 2017, played 10 games, 27 receptions, 391 yards, and four touchdowns. 2018, 12 games, 53 receptions, 815 yards, and seven touchdowns. And then 2019, 12 games, 72 receptions, 1241 yards, and 12 TDs. So he improved every single year uh, that he was at UCF. 
Now, in 2019, he had five games with two-plus touchdowns and five games with over 100 yards. Now, this is, like, the stats look really good, but the tape, eh, I wasn't really too happy with. He makes the contested catch, which which I think is definitely a, a great thing. He wins those 50-50 balls. Um, a lot of verticals with him. It seems like he is pretty just... Just, just run run straight. And the reason I did this for a second is because this man runs posts all day. All day. If you want, I mean, I looked at a bunch of his tape, but if you want to just get a consolidated version of it, go look at his highlights right now, and it's literally him lining up on the left side and running a deep post. And that's how he's scoring on the vast majority. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I mean, people said the same exact thing about DK Metcalf and how he didn't really have an expansive route tree. But the thing that... I, I, I kind of picked up on is he's not beating a ton of defenders and I feel like he definitely needs to develop. Um, I, I, I feel like he, he plays pretty damn slow uh, and considering he's only six two and by only, I mean, compared to some of these other guys who are running faster than him, you know, I don't know if he's going to be able to have the speed. I think he's going to most likely be a round three guy. I would just be okay with the Packers passing on him, though. Then we got LaVisca Chenault Jr., the wide receiver from Colorado at 6'1", 227 pounds, another smaller wide receiver, ran a 4'5", 40-yard dash. In 2018, I love this stat, was named Colorado's MVP after only, and he only played nine games because of injury. Uh, he's versatile. He's played at every single wide receiver position, which has been great. Uh, in 2018, nine games, 86 receptions, a little over 1,000 yards, and six touchdowns. 2019, 11 games, 56 receptions, 764 yards, and four TDs. So obviously didn't have as good as a 2019 as he did the previous season. This guy is all about the yards after the catch. He has great hands. He's explosive. Uh, he's played out of the wildcat a whole lot. And so he obviously is incredibly versatile, as I mentioned. Now, he also has like a heartbreaking story too. He saw his dad get like killed by a, a car when he was on a family vacation when they were swapping spots and which is just brutal. His mom had like West Nile. So the guy obviously like he's a competitor. He has a heartbreaking story and I wish this guy nothing but the best and I would not be surprised if he goes in round two. The big concerns for me is that he has had surgery on his labrum. He's had turf toe surgery. He has hurt. Uh, he's also had another toe surgery. He's had a few surgeries already so I am a bit concerned. Um, I think he definitely could help the Packers, um, but I feel like we would be rolling the dice, and I feel like with just so many guys, I, I want a guy who doesn't get injured all the time. Uh, I feel like that's a lot to ask, but I um, I, w I wouldn't hate it, but I feel like second round would be a little bit too rich for me, just because those injury bugs, man, you know, and, and look at Devontae Adams, who had turf toe last year, and how long he was out for. Um, yeah, it's just a big risk for me. Then we got Tyler Johnson, the wide receiver from Minnesota. Oh, gross, Minnesota. 6'1", 206 pounds. Uh, has played 2016 to 2019 in Minnesota. I'm not going to mention the 2016 season. Didn't really do a whole lot. Uh, played 10 games in 2017 with 35 receptions, 677 yards, and 7 touchdowns. And then it gets better from that. 2018, 13 games, 78 receptions, uh, over 1,100 yards, 12 touchdowns. And then 2019, played all 13 games, 86 receptions, over 1,300 yards and 13 touchdowns. So again, this is another guy who got better as the time went along. Now, he scored a TD in all but three games in 2019. Some ridiculous catches, has a ton of... Has reliable hands, 86 receptions. Obviously, the guy is getting targeted a lot. He's very, very physical. Doesn't really have a great speed, so he's not able to get a ton of separation. So again, a little bit of a knock on him, and he's a little bit of a shorter guy. Not really fitting Goody's book a whole lot, but 
I would not mind Tyler Johnson at all. He seems like the definition to me is a solid potential wide receiver too. Um, and that I think like he's just like one of those guys you just throw the ball to and you're not going to have to worry about it. I think he's going to be a red zone threat. Um, and I wouldn't mind getting Tyler Johnson just because the past four years have sown anything. The guy is is definitely a damn good football player and one who could bring some consistency to the wide receiver position. Then the next guy that we're going to be taking a look at is <laughs> this guy fascinates me. Absolutely fascinates me. Lynn Bowden Jr., wide receiver from Kentucky, 5'11, 204 pounds. Smaller guy. At first, when I was looking at him, I was like, okay, this is a little weird. His stats are kind of all over the place. And then I realized what he was. So he's a slot receiver, um, but in Kentucky, they used him all over the place. And I'm not talking about just like in various positions. I'm talking about literally as their quarterback, running back, whatever they had him do. It reminds me a little bit of, of Ty Montgomery, if Ty Montgomery played quarterback. He basically was a rushing QB. But just to give you an idea of how weird his stats are. So in 2017 and 2018, he was more wide receiver than anything. Had a few rushing yards, but whatever. That flipped, though, in 2019 because he played quarterback. In 2018, he had 67 receptions for 745 yards and five touchdowns. Now, let me give you a stat line from 2019. 30 receptions for 340... Yeah. 30 receptions for 348 yards and one touchdown. So you look at that and you're like, Tom, that's garbage. Like, that's terrible as a wide receiver. As a rusher, 185 attempts, over 1,400 yards, 13 touchdowns. And then as a passer, 35 for 74, 403 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. So obviously we're not drafting him to be a quarterback. And he even returned some because uh, in his earlier in his career, he had 869 uh, return yards in 2017. This guy for me is like a pure athlete and is the definition of versatile. I watched him and I was like, holy crap, he's literally doing it all. Now, again, most of the time, obviously not throwing a whole lot, only for se attempting 74 passes. This guy primarily was just, I'm going to hike it and I'm just going to run. And he was damn successful over it. He got almost 1,500 yards. So I would totally pick this guy in the third round just to be like, you know what? I want him on our team because we could just have a whole bunch of looks with him. Guy could play QB, guy could play running back, guy could play wide receiver. I mean, he had a pretty good 2018 as a wide receiver. I just love the Swiss Army knife mentality that this guy brings to the team. And I honestly would draft him just to watch him. Um, and, and, I, and I think, like, I don't know where his ceiling is because, again, he wasn't really able to prove himself as a wide receiver this past season because he had to do everything else for Kentucky. But I would totally take a flyer on this guy. Then we got Michael Pittman Jr., the wide receiver from USC at 6'4", 223 pounds. Uh, 4'5", 240, so not too fast again. But in 2019, played 13 games, 101 receptions for 1,275 yards and 11 touchdowns. Had five games over 100 yards. One game, he had 232 yards. And 2018, had 758 yards in 10 games with six touchdowns. Now, what's really making him catapult up the draft boards is because obviously his 2019 season was incredible. Now, from looking at his tape, it seems like a lot of the throws that he is able to score on, a lot of underneath balls in which they're throwing behind the line of scrimmage or uh, three or four yards after the line of scrimmage, which is not necessarily a problem because he's obviously making defenders miss. And the guy is super athletic. He's got reliable hands, uh, and he wins those contested catches, which I'm a fan of. And again, he's another one where he has to because he doesn't really have the speed uh, for his size. And he's proven to be reliable. My only concern would be that, again, it was just the one year that he did really, really well. 
Um, but I wouldn't mind picking him up uh, in round three. Then a little bit of recap. We got Jalen Rager, the 5'11", 206-pound guy from TCU. Ran a 4'4", 740-yard dash at a 42-inch vertical. Guy was a great return specialist for 15 punt returns for 312 yards and two TDs in 2019. Guy has great feet, forced missed tackles, and he could be a deep threat. Um, I did all, again, I did the whole video. I'm not going to recap it all here, but like this guy reminded me a lot of Randall Cobb with his versatility. He has the speed. He is one of the smaller guys, which I think, you know, is a knock against him for the Packers because they usually don't draft that way. But if he fell to day two, I think that he would be a steal at 62, an absolute steal. And I would absolutely love him in that spot. And finally, the last guy, I saved him for last for a reason. Let me get the negatives out of the way. And then I, I, I really like him. I like him a lot. And that is Brian Edwards, the wide receiver from South Carolina. 6'3", 212 pounds. Um, bad stuff. He had a knee injury in high school, a knee injury in 2019, and a broken foot while training for the combine. So let me get that out of the way. There's injury risks with it. Over the course of his career at South Carolina, 234 receptions, over 3,000 yards, and 22 TDs. In 2019, he had 10 games for 71 receptions, 816 yards, and 6 touchdowns. He doesn't, again, there's another one, doesn't have a ton of speed, so doesn't really get a whole lot of separation. But some of these catches that this guy made, holy crap, man, they were impressive. He has great hands. He goes up to get it. He's super aggressive. I want you, if you're going to watch anything, go watch the one touchdown grab that he made against Tennessee. It made Odell Beckham's look like nothing. Sorry, Odell. Um, and he's tough to bring down. I, I, He reminded me a lot, actually, of Denzel Mims a bit because the, the amount of aggression, the amount he boxes out uh, defenders, I, I really loved his tape. With all the tape that I watched, besides Bowden, Brian Edwards really stood, stood out to me just because I, I, I loved his kind of play. And I think that the Green Bay Packers would absolutely get a steal if we were able to get him. I would take him in the second round, honestly. And if it was a third round, even better. But Brian Edwards for me, man, I think he's an, he's an obvious WR2 guy. And uh, the only concerns I have are obviously the injuries, you know, with the knee twice in 2019 and then in high school. I hope that that's not a recurring issue and I can understand the restraint there. But yeah, I don't know. Brian Edwards, though, there was something about him I, I really gravitated towards, and I, I was a big, big fan. So, obviously, this was a bit of a longer video. I couldn't go as in-depth as I usually do on all of these guys, but I hope I gave you enough of an idea on, on what I was looking at with uh, these prospects. And I think that, regardless, the Green Bay Packers have a lot of guys to choose from uh, on day two, whether it's round two or round three, which I think gives us some flexibility of what we're going to do at 30, or if we wanted to trade back, we can get an offensive tackle, a linebacker, um, and then we can get a wide receiver in round two or round three and still get some great value. Um, I'll be doing one of these videos on linebackers uh, for day two, as well as uh, potentially offensive tackles uh, and def defensive tackles. We'll, we'll see how crazy this gets, but uh, let me know what you think down in the comments below. You can always find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or at TomGrossyComedy on all social media you see below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the Patreon members or at Patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grossy. And as always, Go Pack Go! Go!